Hi everyone, this is Sharon, the number one self-caregiver in the world. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Self-Care You Podcast, the intersection of self-care, advocacy, and compassion for self-caregivers. Welcome, welcome, welcome. And so for this episode, what we will talk about is reflect and grow. Because you know that when it comes to self-care, we're always talking about that self-awareness. And as I have said many times before, is that self-awareness is the biggest thing of us all. It's the, the awareness of yourself. It's like, why do you do things the way that you do? Why do you do things, even things that you may not like, you know? And for those who have been listening to this podcast for a while or listening to Self-Care You Nuggets, uh, which it was formerly uh, Conscious Sharing Moments and then Conscious Sharing Moments, and now it's Self-Care You Nuggets, and along with Self-Care You Podcast, which was formerly, um, what was it formerly? It was uh, formerly um, Informed Advocate Podcast. And again, you're still being informed about yourself. And one thing that I have come to realize within myself and with others is that we are not really taking the time to get to know ourselves. How much are you getting to know yourself? And that's what's reflect and grow is all about that self-awareness. Because again, as I've said, there's parts of ourselves. It tries and hide ourselves from ourselves thinking that it's protecting, but it really doesn't. It's to keep you in the space of feeling good and feeling good with the illusion that you are happy. (laughs) Not to say that you're not, okay? But one thing I will tell you, and I've told you before, in that anything that you do not address, it will implode or explode. One way or another, at some point, even if it's 5, 10, 15, 20 years later, people think that they're good because that thing was not addressed. And you're like, well, Sharon, how do these things need to be addressed? Or why do these things need to be addressed if I'm doing good? But it's your soul doing good. It's your spirit doing good. It's like whatever that's embodied in you, it knows. Because half the time you're spending time and trying to make yourself feel better. I can attest to this even as a therapist. So again, this is one of the reasons why I am just so passionate about self-care. And again, we are changing the definition of what self-care is yes it's the luxury of all of those things that make you feel good but it's also the things that doesn't make you feel good probably the things that you are avoiding and so and let me say this before i move on as well anything that you consciously that you know or you feel that you did not get from your parents and for some individuals their parents were there they did the best that they could. And for others, parents may not have been there by their own choice or by default with whatever that is, meaning that um, 
parents um, who could not be emotionally there because of their own stuff that they're going through. Parents who may have been in prison or may have had a medical condition or even mental health diagnosis where they just really could not be there. But for most of us, parents may not have been available um, emotionally to us because of the fact they weren't available for themselves and they really just didn't know. They really just wanted to really, for most parents, is to make sure you were safe. You had a home. They can provide for you. They can do things for you. Maybe that they didn't have. Um, but even with a absent, I kind of call it a, um, a default absent. And I, most of the time, parents who work two or more jobs, again, it wasn't their attention, but it is a form of neglect. So in saying that as an adult, and especially for those of you who grew up without, uh, who, who did not grow up in a two-parent home and where both parents were not available, just meaning it was a single-parent home, the mother or the father, because sometimes it's not always the father who's not there. Sometimes mothers are not there either, but one is only one parent. And even with both parents, it still doesn't mean that um, children end up getting what um, they need. And so what that means is that as adults, in order for us to be our full self, in order, and especially for individuals who have children, go back and parent yourself for the things that you didn't miss. And I, and this is this is uh, where this topic that we're talking about today, today is so important because I will talk about it along the way, but I've said it before, you know, like I grew up in a single parent household you know, with my mother, with my brother, it pretty much felt like, hey, I am good, if anything, but not having a father in my uh, life, I really felt like that really helped me propel to be like better, to do better, because if anything, I didn't want to be a statistic of what they say that happens, you know, to children. And I really didn't see it um, around as well, meaning that where it really had a negative impact. But one thing I can say, I see it now, I notice it now in my later, later adult life. And so in saying that, in that it may not always have an outward um, consequence, but internally, and I know for some individuals, they really struggle with not having a father. I really felt like for me, I didn't, but I think on a soul level, in a much deeper level, that is where it impacted. Um, so in saying that, this is why self-awareness, to be able to reflect, is so, so important. Because you want to be able to cultivate the habit of reflecting, of pondering, of taking the pause and ponder about yourself. Like, what is your day like? And how much we want to, you know, like touch bases on the wonderfulness of life. And we really do want that. But we also need to look and pause and say, what could I have done better? What did I get from this? How did this experience 
evolve. If there was um, a miscommunication, especially if I felt a certain way, like, was it really me? Was it that person's perception? Was it my perception? Again, how are you growing? How are you becoming to be so that whatever assignment that you have in life, that you're able to do that? Again, this is why self-care is so important because, again, I did not always reflect. I didn't. It was kind of like I felt like life was good. I had good self-esteem, good self-confidence. Yeah, certain things will happen in life, but it wasn't until that thing or two happened in life. And I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Oh, I really do need to reflect of how things truly impact me. So the same for you. How do things truly impact you? Because again, by taking the pause, which is, again, that sitting in silence, when it comes to self-care, again, self-awareness. So this is where those two really come into play. And remember the four pillars of self-care. For those of you who may be new, the four pillars of self-care is self-awareness, sitting in silence, deep rest, and action and movement. And with self-awareness, it's the biggest one. It's self-reflection, introspection, self-evaluation, contemplation, just to be really to really just sit and just say, what was today like? How did I impact someone in a positive way? And even though we wanted to be positive, how did I help someone grow? Because someone may not be so fond of you, but it was your assignment. And when I say that, not that you're going out and purposely doing things, but just meaning that we're not going to always be in agreement and self-care comes into play. Again, how do you, how do you allow that to unfold? Because sometimes we're so busy trying to make sure we're not hurting somebody's feelings, somebody's not hurting our feelings, but it is my job. It's your job, if your feelings get hurt, to look at it, to say, what is this? Because sometimes it can be a really beautiful thing. Uh, and even though I'm saying beautiful, it doesn't feel good, but it's an opportunity for you to expand, for you to grow, because in order to be a phenomenal person in whatever that you're doing in life, is to be able to take everything that comes with it. So meaning that it's not going to be always pictures and cream. You're not going to have the same ideas and the same, again, you're just not going to be in agreement. And so this is where that is so, so important is for you to be able to pause and to be able to ponder in, in order to reflect. And so I'm going to give you three um, strategies when it comes to, to being able to reflect. If anything, set time, dedicate time to reflect. Sometimes you may be able to do it throughout the day, but definitely take time um, in sometime in the evening. Like some people have a ritual in the morning, but also have a ritual in the evening. But at some point to be able to reflect 
how your day has been. So make sure and how your day impact you and come up with three questions. And again, I can give you those questions, but it's really for you to um, develop, to cultivate those questions for yourself. Because again, for each person, it is different. And also create a space where you're able to do this. Sometimes it may be in your uh, meditation space. If you have a space in your home life where you're able to do that, it could be that space. And the other thing is, is to uh, be able to have um, a notebook, a journal book. It could be, you know, um, something electronic, but there's something about writing it down that really has an impact on you as well. The other option could be voice recording. That can be that as well. And so to be able to go back and listen to it in your own voice, and who knows, you can use it for something where someone else can benefit from. And so again, the three strategies are when it comes to, to be able to reflect, it's to dedicate a specific time have space, that sacred space for your, for your soul, and to journal. Those are three strategies that you can have. The time, the space, and I guess you could say to be able to write it down, to document, to notate those thoughts that pretty much come to you. Because it's, it allows you to really get to know yourself. And if you're not able to really grow, then you're going to be stuck. <laughs> you're going to be stuck. And sometimes you end up repeating, repeating, repeating the same thing. And sometimes that's what happens if we're not really reflecting. And being there are times to be able to reflect on the day, reflect on the moment, but then also to be able to piece things together that may have happened over a period of time. And so meaning that if you are journaling, is to be able to do that. And again, it's okay if you don't journal. Um, journaling is not my forte. I do it some, but not on a regular basis. You know, I know the benefits of it. Um, so if it is, um, the most important thing is taking the time to reflect and to ask yourself some very, you know, powerful questions. I mean, again, it can be very simple questions is, you know, what what are three things, you know, what are the, the best three things that happened today, how you were able, you know, to help others, how someone else helped you, you know? And so again, the questions that you may develop, it can be the same questions. It can be different. But I would say if it can be the same questions and maybe add something depending on how the day had unfolded, then that is cool as well. But again, all of this is so that you can get in touch with yourself because if you're not studying you, you're allowing the world to pretty much, I guess you say, create the chapters in your life, the chapters of the book that you're writing, you know, so when it's time for you to graduate from Mother Earth, then what book was written? Is it the external book that because of life circumstances, 
that you end up writing or the world is really end up writing. So that's the other thing to really think about because are you really in control of yourself or is the world controlling you? And so again, once I discover, it's like, oh man, and don't get me wrong. Like sometimes certain things in life come and you may like feel like you're going under, but the more that you sit with yourself, the more your intention, you're intentional about reflecting. And it can be scary sometimes. I'm not going to sit here and just say, oh, it's the most wonderful thing because you may even discover how you may self-sabotage. You may discover where you may have said or did something. And I would like to say it may not have been intentional and then maybe it was intentional, but it may not have set well for others. And part of self-care is to be okay of not sitting well with others because others are not going to sit well with you. So this is why it's so important. Again, I always say everything comes back to you. Everything comes back to you. And so in saying that, it is all okay. Everything is going to work out, but it's really, really, really important for you, really important for you, for me, and everyone else to self-reflect so that you can grow. And so thank you for listening to Self-Care You Podcast. And you can find us on Spotify as well as on YouTube. So see you next time. Since you enjoyed this podcast, please like, share, and subscribe to Self-Care You Podcast on Anchor or Spotify. You can also find us on YouTube at Sharon D. Brown Self-Care Authority. For updates on self-care workshops, training, and conferences, visit us at www.ourfirmholisticnetwork.net, and that's holistic with the W. Follow Sharon on Instagram at I am Sharon D. Brown. Thank you, and I'll see you on the next episode. Stay informed, advocate, and be a compassionate self-care giver.